Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hello. Hello. We're under a blanket because it's cold. Ooh, and this is a fuzzy blanket. This one is so nice. We both have this blanket, actually. Twin blankets. Twinsies. From our bestie, Macy. Hey, girl. She bought us these luxurious. They are, they are luxurious. This is a blanket I don't let Brutus on. Oh, Dolly will not be allowed mm-hmm. on this blanket. I'm like, sorry, little man. He loves it. Like, if I'm under it, yeah. he comes He comes walking over and will snuggle right up to me. This has actually been my uh, sweet Belem. Hey, Belem. Sent me a picture of her and her little baby puppy, her puppy dog, the other day. Doing the same thing of like curling up behind her knees. Oh my god, I'm so and jealous. And snuggling in. I know Dolly's not to the snuggle age yet. She is so not snuggly. But anyway, please keep telling me. <laughs> and that has been my favorite part of winter. Mm. Is that the puppies? That's the only reason Bruce is snuggling mm, with me right now. Cold. He's cold. So we'll come and snuggle in. So when, especially Sweet. when I'm under this blanket, he comes right over. Yeah, we have not gotten there with Dolly yet. I thought last week we were getting a little closer because she did come lay um, with me on the bed. But then she got up. (laughs) She gives me like maybe three minutes. And then she's gone. She's gone. gone. Bye, girl. uh, But yes. Well, hi, guys. Hey. Here we are. Cozy and comfy. And we got another TRL coming at you. We got a TRL. This is going to be episode 76. Let's pause for that one. We have done a lot of podcasting. Very proud of us. We hope you guys love it. Yeah, we don't know if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Do you love this? Who is out there? I was listening. We don't know. (laughs) I mean, I know that you're listening because I can see. I just don't know. (laughs) We keep showing up anyways. We're here. Here we are. We're here. What is our TRL today, Gina Marie? Oh my (laughs) goodness. Our TRL is... What does success look like for you in your life right now? Success, everybody. (laughs) Wow. This has been a very interesting topic for me lately. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of thinking about success and what, what it is, what it isn't. Also, did somebody just make it up? Wow. Yeah. Like, real. I've been really thinking about that because there are things that I have been oh, working towards in my life. And I can see there are things that we deem as success. Like, mm-hmm. making X amount of money. Right, right. Getting a certain amount of followers on Instagram or getting to a certain level of fame or Mm -hmm. buying the house or achieve, like whatever it is you're achieving. And I was thinking, I was like, is it all just made up? Wow. Or could it be? Yeah. And that's what I'm really interested in right now is um, creating my own definition of Mm -hmm. success in my life. Yeah. And allowing that to lead me and guide me, not what I think success should look like. 
Yeah, and I think that's the only way to do it. Yes, ma'am. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you are falling short over and over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And it causes a lot of suffering, or it has for me. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. So what does success look like for us right now? Would you like to go first? You know, the one that I've been... I have a couple of things that I've been in inquiry of and looking at. And, you know, one thing that is like fairly obvious to me, at least right now... I have two things, and one thing is in my career. Mm-hmm. And for so long, you know, I was blessed to go, you know, all the way through high school and then college and then after college get a job. And for so long, I had this idea that success in a career and a workplace looked like being in a big corporate job mm-hmm. and having corporate success, being um, in, in a big corporation, having a job title and then working my way up, which on my way up also meant more money, more Mm -hmm. responsibility, more learning, just continuing to grow and learn. Yet it also had to be within the constraints of in the corporate world, having a 401k, Mm -hmm. having health insurance and having some kind of like structure and stability in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was working from in success for so long. And then when I did, as many of you know, when I quit my job, Oh, goodness, almost a year and a half ago Mm. uh, when I quit my job at the bank and left, you know, that was after (laughs) that was after a lot of um, I'm actually going to say years, months Mm -hmm. and years of suffering around the idea that if I'm not doing this or I don't get a job similar to this. Then I'm not. Then I haven't been successful. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. Mm -hmm. And so now there's. Right now, I don't have anything around it, and I have in the past around telling people, "Well, I quit my, I quit my job to work at a yoga studio," mm-hmm. and it's so much more than that. And who really gives an f, anyways? Yet I had something around telling people that because I thought it meant that I had failed, yeah, or that I wasn't successful in my job mm-hmm. and in my career and in my trajectory of moving from college, where a lot of my peers went and got their masters, or they went and mm-hmm. got you know, their MD or their JD or any other kind of fancy initials. And I work at a yoga studio. And though, working where I'm working right now has been the most successful career that I've ever had. Ooh, yeah, that's very important to know. In my definition, Mm -hmm. under my terms and what I deem success as, and success for me right now, in terms of my career means making enough money to support myself. Yes, which I am doing, living independently, supporting myself, mm-hmm. is still having health insurance, yeah. <laughs> which I do have, is um, having enough money to be saving for retirement because mm-hmm. you know I want to retire early, go travel the world, yes. do all those things. And then part of my success is um, fulfillment and my happiness. Yeah. So feeling fulfilled in my career, feeling happy day to day in the work that I'm doing and I get that out of my career right now Mm -hmm. so that makes it much more successful than what I was doing Mm -hmm. yeah I can very much relate to that I think for me with regards to success um, fulfillment is number one do I feel um, inspired do I feel passionate do I feel um, that I'm contributing 
that for me really is what success has looked like for me. I haven't necessarily like when you when you say that you um, pictured yourself working in a corporate job or something. Mm-hmm. I never had that. I never really saw myself in that way. Um, for most of my life, I actually saw myself on a stage. So that's what's what's pretty interesting is that I don't have a, a specific with my career. I don't have a specific image or uh what I thought it was gonna look like what I what I imagined it being was that I was being creative using my talents using Mm -hmm. my gifts um so I would say that fulfillment in in using my gifts and talents would have to be um one and two the first and second of what would be my definition for success. Another definition for success for me, similar to what you said, is as having money where I can live, where I can go and do the things mm-hmm. I want to do, and also have money saved. Yes. Which I'm, I am blessed to have that. I know not mm-hmm. everyone had that. I had a, an upbringing where my parents were able to provide for me. I went to college. I didn't have any loans. I went to grad school. I didn't have any loans. Like mm-hmm. I know that that is a gift and a blessing that's something that I am forever grateful for for my mm-hmm. parents. Um, and that, for me, success is not having to worry about um, about if I, if I can live day to day. Yes. Yes. Not having that stress and that worry. Mm-hmm. Financially, yeah. specifically. And also, you know, the, the success of having... I think something we oftentimes take for granted, I know I do, is just having a roof over my head and yeah. having hot water. And like you said, being able to go to the grocery store and buy myself food mm-hmm. without having to worry about it, mm-hmm. that is a, a win. That's yeah. success right there. Yeah. And it, we're, we're living it. And oftentimes, I know for me, it's important for me to pause and look around and remember just exactly how successful I am yeah, in so many ways. Absolutely. And I can imagine that if I was, let's say I was living paycheck to paycheck, or if um, for, there was a time when Rob and I were together mm-hmm. when we first started dating that he literally was living paycheck to paycheck. And there were times when he was like, I can't do this tonight because you know I need two more weeks for when I'm getting paid or whatever it was. And... Um, and yet I never thought of him as not successful. Right. You know, like I always mm-hmm. was like, oh, he's just, he's planning ahead and he's got to make ends meet and exactly. that kind of thing. I never looked at him and thought, oh, he's unsuccessful. Um, so however it is, you listeners, however your success is, um, how you take care of yourself. What I like, I like, it is, it's our own personal definition and it's not... It's not comparison. It's not how we think it should be. Even for ourselves, sometimes I compare my mm-hmm. my past life to my life now or whatever it may be. And, and as comparison is where failure lives, mm-hmm. where not ever feeling like enough lives. Yeah. And I think that's important to look at in success is creating my own personal definition for it mm-hmm. is where I will be the most successful. Mm-hmm. Because the other the other place that I see it and that I'm experiencing it right now in my life is with my in my relationship with Everett. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea, this uh even like fairy tale idea. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That 
when you meet your person, you meet him, and then it's a straight linear line all the way up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that looks like you meet, and every date gets better and better and better. Then you get married, then you buy a home, then you have bait. Like, at, at some mm-hmm. level in my subconscious, that lived for me. Yeah. And part of that, I know, comes from how I view my parents. Yeah. And my grandparents. And... Uh, you know, I have been also been very blessed to have really good examples in my life mm-hmm. of did my parents, they got married and they stayed together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And same with my grandparents, both sides of my grandparents. And so I think even from when I was a little girl, I just had this image that lived somewhere in my subconscious of this is how it was. Mm-hmm. You met your person, you got married and then life was great. And what I'm learning with him specifically is that, um, one, it doesn't look that way. Mm-hmm. And two, is that it can look whatever way we want it to look. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because I know what I've shared with you in the past two, Gina and Maria, is what I've done a lot of is comparing him and I to mm-hmm. other couples or other relationships and looking externally for how it should be mm-hmm. instead of looking and seeing, okay, well, what do we, you and I, define as success Mm -hmm. in our relationship yeah and what does that look like in terms of having your needs met and my needs met and then together creating something that's uniquely ours Mm -hmm. and I think that is what's most important in a relationship and that's what you know we're right in the middle of is creating something that is what does our success look like yeah and different from expectation or comparison is like day to day, what does mm-hmm. success look like for us? Yes. What do you need to feel successful? Mm-hmm. What do you need to feel supported? I I can relate to that too. I remember growing up thinking thinking the same thing. That like you got married and um and there was no issues, there were no problems, it was like your um fairy tale. And um Rob and I, I'll be honest, we don't typically have a lot of conflict in mm-hmm. our relationship. We do not. And um and and that is that that's a gift for the both of us as well. Um however, there are times when we don't see eye to eye and there are times when I have to um pull myself back or he has to hold himself back or whatever it is. Not that we're not being truthful with each, with each other. It's just that we have to, um, we have to compromise. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think when I thought of a a relationship, I didn't necessarily think of as much compromise as there is. Mm -hmm. So success for us is really learning is when we're compromising. It's when we're working together as a team. Yes, very much so. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we are, um, when we have, when we have things planned for us that are just for us, like Mm. success for us, we need a date night. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to go out and, um, and have fun and, and talk about things other than just, what was your day like? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you have going on this afternoon? Do I need to be out of the house? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's important for us too. It is important. Well, and that's each couple, each relationship is going to be they're so uniquely different. Mm-hmm. Right. And and with the I guess for me, with the hope, of course, that it's all rooted in love and mm-hmm. connection and partnership and team and working together. 
And though, every, it's just so fascinating to me too of like looking at taking two people from two totally different backgrounds and mm-hmm. you put them together mm-hmm. and it and it can take work sometimes. Absolutely. And I think for me, simply because it hasn't always been easy doesn't necessarily mean it's not worth it or correct. Mm-hmm. And that is what is like in my, you know, definition of success, it's like somewhere along the way, I saw at least at some level that like it should be easy. Mm-hmm. And that I also, um, you know, my parents don't have a lot of arguments or conflicts. And though I know it wasn't always easy for them. Right. And uh, that it took work and it took dedication and time and love. And, uh, and I think that just as my journey is unique from your journey, Gina Marie, it's like me remembering that a relationship's journey <laughs> is going to look different from even any that I've had myself in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's like even looking at not comparing it to my past either. Yeah. And like what success was for me with my past boyfriends mm-hmm. as like what does success look like in the now yeah. and I think that we also have the power to recreate that and re-say what it looks like every day mm-hmm. I think in our relationship I think the area that I put the most pressure on and is our sex life mm-hmm. I think I have a very specific image of what I think success mm-hmm. looks like in our sex life and there are a lot of times when I feel like I'm not living up to that. Mm-hmm. And so that for me is probably the area when I'm thinking about like our, our whole marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that for me is the area that I always um, am challenged by. Not because I don't want to have sex, but just because like making time for it, planning mm-hmm. for it, um, all of that kind of stuff and making it where it's enjoyable for both of us. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of expectations around the both of us feeling good in the sexual experience I'm like oh we both need to feel good and most of the time that's not really how it's been Mm -hmm. and it's not that we don't we don't feel we we don't feel good we feel good but it's just not the same kind of experience that we're both having so um well, and talk about something that has a lot of expectations around that one I think is is the biggest one for our relationship Mm -hmm. what would you say for your relationship, what do you think is the biggest one? Right now, the biggest one for us is how we spend our time together. Mm-hmm. And when we spend our time together. Yeah. Uh, and I could never have seen this coming, yet I fell in love with a man who's maybe busier than I am. Mm-hmm. Which is a little wild for me to think about right now. At least mm-hmm. right now in my life is that... We both have very full schedules. Yeah. And generally when I'm working, he's off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I'm off, he's working. Yes, I've experienced that. Yes. And I know you have. And 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 so then and the hours that I work are very strange. Yeah. And very um unpredictable. And demanding. And demanding. You have to give your whole self. Yes. You're not just sitting behind a computer. By a desk where I could text or be on the phone yeah. or anything. No, I have to be engaged mm-hmm. and away from my mm-hmm. phone. And, uh, you know, some weeks it's I have things going on from, you know, Tuesday night. it's I have something from 5 to 8. Wednesday night from 5 to 10. Thursday night I teach till 8. Mm-hmm. Friday night we go into teacher training. So all of a sudden I have this whole oh. week yeah. 
We're going to have a single night off and Everett works from anywhere from 8 a.m., 9 a.m. to 6 or 7. So as soon as he's ending, I'm beginning. You're work. going into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then during the day when I, I want to connect with him or I'm like texting him and he's giving mm-hmm. all of himself to mm-hmm. work. And as a lawyer, he has a job too where I know or I understand it at some level that he doesn't. He actually doesn't have time to stop and look at his phone mm-hmm. or text. He's like, I'm literally going all day long. So then it's how do we create a successful partnership and a relationship in which we're spending time together in a way that supports both of us. Yeah. And it seems challenging to do that in the context of weeks where there are weeks like that where mm-hmm. I am... Every night I'm busy, and all day he's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's our pressure point right now, mm-hmm. is in how do we create that to be successful? Mm-hmm. And it's um, when we are together, we're very successful. Mm-hmm. Where I'm experiencing less success is in trying to find time where we can be together. Yeah. And actually spend that time. Like you said, that's so important to you and Rob. Is it something that's very important to me? And, mm-hmm. and I know it's important to him too, Yet work is also a priority for him, mm-hmm. which I understand. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking at, okay, how do we redefine what success looks like for us in this realm? Mm-hmm. And how I do we make that work? Very helpful to, mm-hmm. to think and think about that question and answer that question together. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is very good stuff. Good stuff. Success, Working it through. Wow. Where else have you been thinking about this, Gina Marie? Oh. Let me think about this. I oftentimes think about it as, um, like, the teacher and leader that I am. Like, mm-hmm. the success that I am getting with my students. Um, and how effective I am at that. That must be interesting because, well, and I've shared this before on the podcast, my, my parents are both teachers, ed- elementary school educators were before they retired. Most of, I think traditionally your success is based on your student success. Mm-hmm. But that's how they, right? It's like, how did they pass the test? Yes. How did they do in yes. their grades? Uh-huh. So how do you just manage that with yourself and... Because here's what here's the thing, y'all. At Big and in Light Your Leadership, the body of work that I'm um, really connected to and that we work with a lot at Big is like, you are responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so how do you stay responsible for yourself when yet you're also measured by the success of other people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even in the yoga room. Yes. Like when, when we leave a class and if, you know, we get the sense that someone didn't have the experience that that we were out to create Mm -hmm. or something like that, like it can really begin. Well, it can cause you to question your success. Mm -hmm. Like was, was that a successful successful? class? Mm -hmm. There's many times I text Haley after and I'm like, how was your practice? I just need to know. (laughs) Um, was it successful? I don't know. Um, because sometimes I'm in the experience so much that I, I almost can't see. Mm hmm. I can't see clearly about how effective it was or if it worked or whatever it might be. And I think that's also, um, 
I, I think that's also a good place to be because if I think if I was constantly just in it looking at myself trying to figure out if I was, was I successful or not, I would wear myself down. Yes. Um, well, and, and even in it, it's interesting looking at in the perspective of being in a yoga room and in mm-hmm. the classroom because then each individual student's idea of success will be yes! different. Yes. So exactly. people will leave with their own picture of success. Absolutely. And in a classroom where we teach classes oftentimes anywhere from 30 people to 100 mm-hmm. people, as teachers and leaders, it is not our job to manage all of their yeah. success. It's staying true to our own definition yes. of success. Exactly. Exactly. Anywhere else for you? You know, one that's interesting to me to think about, I hadn't thought about this before we started, yet it's like as a woman mm-hmm. and as a female and <laughs> that there are certain bench markers or um, places that we are maybe supposed to be at certain ages yeah. of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being 31 turning yeah. 32 next year is... I'm not married yet. Mm-hmm. I do not have children yet. Mm-hmm. I do not own a home. Oh, yeah. You better preach. You be- <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Very true. I don't have those things yet. And I feel like there are cultural and societal pressures oftentimes yes. to meet those markers. And if we don't meet them, we're not successful as women. Yes. I can totally hear that. Yes. Yes, I will say I think it's gotten a little better. Yes. Can you imagine if we were born in the 50s? No. I think it has gotten better. Um, And yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think specifically the one that really calls out to me is like, is the, well, two, is finding your person Mm -hmm. and then having a child. Yes. Yes. Because that's what we were designed to, quite literally, biologically designed to do. And yet... The beautiful age and era that we're in right now in the world is that we have a choice in whether we want to have children or not have children. How many children do we want to have? How do we want to have them? When do we want to have them? In what way? We have the choice of when we can start to do that. And then we also don't don't really have a choice because there's a lot of that that's not up to us. Yes, absolutely. I was just about to say that some for some women is very challenging. So even if they started having babies at yes. 24 or 20, whenever, you know, society thinks we should start having them, I don't know, let's hope it's not 24. Right. But I think usually by, uh, I guess if I had to put markers on it, what do I feel pressured into? It was like, I should have been married by 30. Okay. And then having babies by like 32. Oh, wow. Well. And I maybe could even push that a little bit. Like maybe I should have been married by 28. Okay. And then having oh. babies by 30. Wow. Well, we didn't, we both did not hit those markers. No, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm good with it, too. I'm fine with it. I'm good with it, too. It's going to work out the way it's supposed to. We are successful. We yeah, are. And we are. And the only time I start to question that is um, good old Midwest people. Where are yeah. my people at from Wisconsin? I know Texas has this, too. And older generations. Yes. When I go to weddings, when I've gone to weddings over the last five years, it's the older generations, the grandparents, even, and I know people don't do this intentionally, but even people who are married, Mm -hmm. are you seeing, are you dating anybody? Are you married? When are you going to get married? Who are you seeing? And it's just having that, those questions and that pressure, which I'm sure you get now with babies. Yeah. 
now that you are married, it's like, okay, well, your next step uh-huh. is to have babies. Uh-huh. And yes. feeling that, yet outside of that, I don't really feel any pressure. And yeah, I think that, again, we're circling back around that it's... um. We get to say what success looks like. Yes. Hallelujah, everybody. Hallelujah. You can define your own success. And Go and do it. You should. Yes. That is, and what you said at the beginning, June, is perfect. You see, really, for me, is the only way to be truly happy. Mm-hmm. If I'm always living by somebody else's definition of success... I'm likely never going to meet it or when I meet it, not feel very fulfilled by it because it's not mine. Exactly. And so it's up to us to create our own definition of success. Yes. And then live it every day. Absolutely. And rewrite it at any time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow. What a topic. Great one. Thank you. What a topic. Love you, listener. We love you. Are you listening? Please Mm -hmm. let us know. Are you there? All right, bye. Bye.